0: anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God to begin with in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said. Well, this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah. For a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. Then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child and when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. When it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route. For God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Then moving to the book of Psalms, Psalm 23, beginning at verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths bringing honor to his name. Psalm 23. Thank you, Lord, once again for your word. Thank you for the grace, the power, just the treasure found in your word. Thank you for the healing, the salvation, the strength that is found in your precious, wonderful, and anointed word. Father, thank you for each person that's a part of our listening family, and thank you for your hand of grace upon us. Father, thank you for this broadcast today. Anoint every moment of the broadcast with an even greater anointing. Set it afresh on fire with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for how that you will do a perfect work in the heart of every listener. And Lord, in an even greater way, stir us, anoint us afresh with the spirit of fire and prayer with an even greater anointing so that more and more we would fully be the people of prayer you have called us to be. Thank you for hearing that prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Isaac Jackson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer at this time. Hey, Father, thank you so much for these moments. And Father, I ask that you'd speak to us intimately. Father, I ask that you'd speak to our hearts, you'd speak to our souls, that um, we could see your will and how you love us so. Father, thank you so much for the Christmas season, and I ask that we would spend time contemplating uh, the good news, the gospel, and all all the, the good news that you've left for us in the Bible. Father, I ask that we'd read more, that we'd pray more, and um, that we'd grow in walking with you every moment. In your holy name, amen. 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 Thank you, Isaac. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family uh, throughout the Christmas season, and we'll... Uh, probably continue to do this we're encouraging you to take time to read through all the christmas narratives several times with you and your family if you if you'll make time to do that it will bless you it'll minister to you it'll encourage you and you will hear god speak truths and insights to you that'll bless you not only during the christmas season but they'll profoundly bless your life and encourage your life because Many of the lessons found within the Christmas narratives are not just for the Christmas season, obviously. They're to empower you to be faithful disciples and followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So please take the time to read all all the way through Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2, you and your spouse and or you and your family. And if you have children, please let the children do most of the reading because very much so, they'll get so much more out of it very often when they do the reading. And allow and invite them to ask any and all the questions they want to ask. And typically, children ask wonderful, very good questions, fruitful questions that can help the whole family get to thinking about important truths and insights behind the blessed blessed accounts of Christmas. So, we hope that you will Take the time during the Christmas season to do just that. I want to take a moment now specifically to share an article from the AFA stand that we're also encouraging you to please uh, email us to get a copy if you'd like to get a copy. One of the goals is it's an evangelism and a discipleship tool. And so it's a tool to use during the Christmas season and actually beyond as well. But the article is entitled Walking in the Wisdom of the Wise Man." Again, Walking in the Wisdom of They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. The account of the wise men coming to visit Christ is a well-known story a story of Christmas found in the Word of God. Matthew chapters 1 and 2 and Luke chapters 1 and 2 contain the whole Christmas story. A family is quote-unquote wise to take the time to read them all the way through. Doing this and letting the children do most of the reading can be fun and interesting. Also, allowing them to stop and ask all the questions that they may want is also very fruitful. You can learn much and have a lot lot of fun doing this as a family. Specifically regarding the story of the wise men, there are a number of great life lessons we can learn from looking at what they did as they sought the king. Lesson one, the wise men knew God. It seems that they had a close relationship with him. We too are wise to seek to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ personally by inviting him into our hearts to become the Lord and Savior of our lives. See John 3.16 and Acts 16.31. Lesson two, the wise men sought God. They apparently were men of prayer who sought him out in prayer. And they came with the intention of worshiping the Lord. We are, as believers, called to seek God in prayer, praise and worship daily as a lifestyle. See Psalm 9, 1 and 2, Psalm 95, verse 6, and Psalm 100. Lesson three, the wise men listened to God. It seems that the Lord spoke to their hearts to let them know the meaning of the bright star in the sky. It also seems that the Lord directed them to go and follow the star as it would lead them to find the Christ. Also, apparently, the Lord guided them in selecting the gifts they would give to Christ and his family. (coughs) The gifts were prophetic and pointed to some of the great callings upon Christ. Gold is a gift you give to a king. Frankincense is a gift you give to a high priest, and myrrh is a burial ointment. So these are just a few important lessons we can learn from the wise men. We see that the story of the visit of the wise men who came, served, and worshipped Christ is not just a warm, touching story to be read during Christmas. It's a story that can change the life of any faithful disciple of the Lord in powerful and fruitful ways as they take heed to the wisdom shared. Finally, Seeking and finding the Lord Jesus is a wise pursuit for all people of all times and places. For salvation, if you'd like to know Jesus Christ personally and would like to invite him into your heart, pray this or a similar prayer in order to make that step. And so now for listeners who are not saved or not sure where you stand with the Lord and want to commit or recommit your heart to the Lord, we invite you to pray this prayer with us even now. Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I recognize that I've sinned and done wrong. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong I've done. I do believe you died on the cross to pay for my sins. I believe that three days later you rose from the dead so that I could be saved. Thank you, Lord, for loving me enough to die for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Make me the person you want me to be. You said in your word that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord Jesus, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And I now confess I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, Amen. For more information about how, to come to know Christ, and how to grow up in your faith as a disciple of Jesus Christ, you can email us at joseph at afr.net. Again, the title of that article, Walking in the Wisdom of the Wise Men. And, of course, it is an article that is a tool for evangelism and discipleship during the Christmas season and beyond. Thank you, Lord, again for the privilege, the wonderful privilege we have of, like the wise men, living in such a way that Our lives point people to Christ. Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of evangelism and discipleship. Stir us to be a people committed to living a lifestyle of living to be like the star that pointed the wise men to where Christ was. Our lives would function as stars that are continually pointing people to Jesus through our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do. Help us, Lord, to be wise stewards of our time, our gifts, and our abilities, and help us to know, Lord, that every day is an important day in the economy of eternity. Every day is an important day to live for Jesus. Every day is an important day to shine for Jesus Christ. Every day, every moment is an opportunity for us to put you first and allow your spirit to reach through us, to reach through our words, our actions, our attitude, and use us for your glory in the building of your kingdom. Help us, Lord, this Christmas season to be bright, shining ambassadors for you everywhere we go. And help us to be like the wise men who, even long after they've died and gone, home to be with you. Their lives are still telling a story. Help our lives to be legacies that point people to Christ all the way till the time you return to and bring us home. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. Forever Jones with Gloria. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession again. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Today we're looking at the topic, the tragedy of prayerlessness, prayer lessons from the wise men. Now I want you to listen again to what we're using as a topic for today. Again, the tragedy of prayerlessness Prayer Lessons from the Wise Men. And we're looking at the passage, Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12, the powerful and grace-filled and and spirit-filled account of the wise men coming to find Christ and worshiping Him. And I want you to note as we look at this passage that there's some powerful lessons. But I want you also to think about the word, and you may or may not be familiar with this term, prayerlessness. And you might think, well, what, what exactly is prayerlessness? Well, that's the failure to really pray as we should. And sadly, it's it's a challenging area of life for probably many, if not most, believers, the failure to pray. You know, the Word of God tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, Pray without ceasing. Now, you might think to yourself, well, how in the world do we really do that? Well, keep in mind, God wouldn't tell us to do something we could not do. But now... God tells us time and time again to do things that we can only do in His wisdom and in in His power and in His grace. So rather than just assuming you don't know how to do it and can't do it, trust God and say, Lord, show me how to live a life where I obey you in this way. You said to pray without ceasing. Teach me and help me to do that, Lord. Lord, thank you for every believer listening. Thank you for the opportunity for us to live a life in obedience to your Word and in obedience to that command where you told us to pray without ceasing. Father, we confess, Lord. Father, we've sinned by not having really sought with all our heart and soul to do and obey you in, with regards to this command. We've sinned by having fallen short in so many ways and instances. Father, we confess our shortcomings by faith and repent of them. Forgive us, Lord, and Father, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer and power us to be believers that faithfully obey you in this command and live a lifestyle where we do just that. Pray without ceasing. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who is teaching us and empowering us to do just that. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Now, let me just say this. One of the ways that we uh, learn from the wise men is apparently, amongst other things, they were great men of prayer. Now, you might think, well, how do you arrive at that? Well, let me explain to you how you can arrive at that. Apparently, they were great men of prayer, and they were men who diligently sought God. They listened to God, and they obeyed Him, and they followed Him as well. See, when we pray, prayer helps us to stay in close, intimate relationship with the Lord. And as we seek God in prayer, and as we seek to walk with Him in prayer, we're listening to God. We hear things other people don't hear. We see things other people don't see. And we understand things other people don't understand because prayer allows us to see things through the eyes of the kingdom of God. And it's important that as believers, we strive to live a lifestyle where we're listening and focusing on God and prayer helps us to do just that. So when we don't pray, Again, we can miss things God is saying to us and God is doing in and around us. So it's important that we live a life full of prayer. Prayerlessness, again, leads to many problems. When we don't pray, we miss blessings God very much wants us to have. If you want to ask the question, well, did I I miss some blessings yesterday because I didn't pray? Well, the answer to that is without question, yes, it is, and so did I. We all have missed blessings, things God fully wanted to do in us and for us and through us if we didn't ask. The Bible tells us, in James chapter 4, verse 2, it says, You have not because you ask not. On any given day, God is ready to do many things for us if we ask. That means that if we don't ask, there will be many things that God wanted to do, was ready to do, was willing to do, but he didn't do because we did not ask. Now, I want to say and challenge every listener to really think about this because this is a huge yet simple truth. Again, there's a reason God says pray without ceasing. God wants, to have us, God wants us to have a continual flow of his grace and blessing on our lives, largely through our prayer life. And there's many things he's ready to do, wanting to do in us and through us and for us. But again, you have to ask. Now, you might ask, well, why is it so important? In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 7, it tells us, Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. It's important to understand God wants you to understand clearly that prayer is a tremendous tool that he places in our hands, a tremendous gift, a tremendous opportunity. But it's up to us to use it. In many ways, one could compare prayer to being like a, uh, the shift in a four-speed car. A four-speed car doesn't shift by itself. You know, just like when you, if you're used to driving an automatic car, which most people are, they just get in, you put it in, drive, and you go. But a four-speed, if you don't shift it in gear, it will never shift itself. You have to shift it in gear. Think of it as being like the light switch in your house, the light switch in your, uh, say, say, for example, in your bedroom. If you switch it on, you'll have light in your room. But you know, if you never switch the light on in your room, it doesn't mean that your house doesn't have electricity. You have the service of electricity in your home, but if you don't switch the light on, you don't have the benefit of it in that given room. You have to turn the switch on. Through prayer, that's one of the ways whereby we, we turn the switch of faith on in our lives, the switch of blessing. So again, when we don't pray, we miss blessings God very much wants us to have. So that means we are wise to live prayer filled lives. Literally, it's important to understand throughout the day, there are things God is ready to do for you, ways he wants to bless you, bless those around you through your prayer life to bless your family. But again, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. So keep in mind, the wise men apparently knew God and were great men of prayer. And in their prayer life, they diligently sought God. Now let me help let me sort of expand for you the definition of prayer because I think that's very much a need for us to have a much broader understanding of prayer. We think of prayer as us talk asking God for things and talking to God and certainly that's a part of it. But understand this, prayer is talking to God. Prayer is listening to God. Prayer is also seeking God. Prayer is also worshiping God. Prayer is also praising God. Prayer is also obeying God. It's it's a life of seeking God and staying in intimate relationship. Prayer is spending time reading and meditating on the Word of God. Now, if you say, well, you mean reading the Bible is a form of prayer? Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's a form of prayer. It's a form of seeking God. All of these are ways whereby we can live a prayer-filled life. And through that... We're talking to God. We're communing with God. We're listening to God. And, of course, our goal is to always obey what God has called us to do. Is obedience to God a a, a form of prayer? Yes, it is. It's a form of worshiping God, serving God. And so it's important to understand then that the wise men, remember, they came a long distance. And what was their goal? They came to worship the king of the Jews. But also understand this. Again, apparently through their prayer life, they knew that Jesus had been born and they saw the star in the sky. Remember this, the star that they saw, many people saw that star, but lots of other people, including many Hebrew, many Jewish people, they didn't know what the star meant. But apparently the wise men, because they sought God in prayer, they knew what the star meant and they knew that the star was leading them to the king of the Jews but also they knew that not only was Jesus the king of the Jews, they also understood he was the king of the universe. And this was his star that was pointing them to him. Well, again, they knew a lot of things that apparently lots of other people missed. Why? The wise men were wise enough to live a lifestyle of seeking God. You and I are wise men and women if we too live a lifestyle of seeking God. So living a prayer-filled life, is, it's so important. Because there are many things, remember, God wants to do in us and through us and for us, and he will do them as we live a lifestyle of prayer. He'll inform us and guide us and help us to understand some important truths and insights going on in our own lives and in the world as we stay close to him in prayer, as we seek him in prayer. So I can't overemphasize how important it is for all of us to live lives full of prayer. What a tragedy it is for us to think that, well, only certain people are supposed to live really, really close to God. Certain spiritual leaders, pastors, and bishops, and missionaries. God wants all of his children to live a close, intimate relationship with him. Because remember this, God talks to all of his children. His primary way of talking to us is through his word. But God speaks to us by his spirit as well. And he speaks to us every day. But the more we seek him in prayer, the louder our spiritual hearing gets, the more accurate and keen our spiritual hearing becomes. So it's important then that we live a lifestyle of prayer in order to become better listeners and hearers of God as He speaks to us through His Word and by His Spirit. Thank you, Lord, again for every believer listening. Thank you for the opportunity for us to live lifestyles full of prayer. And thank you, Lord, for the truth that you're calling all of us to be Men and women of prayer, Father, anoint each and every one of us with an even greater anointing of the spirit of prayer. Thank you for each of our prayer lives, bless each of our prayer lives indeed, expand their territories, cause your hand to be mightily upon them, keep them from evil that they may not cause pain. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We don't we pray, amen. So again, keep in mind, when we don't pray, we yes, we miss blessings God very much wants us to have. And when we do pray, we receive things that God in his plan wanted to give us and was ready to give us. And through our prayer life, we cooperated with God. Very often, God will place dreams from his heart that he placed on our heart. And he wants to bring these dreams, these blessings to pass in the world. And they come through our prayer lives. Through our prayer lives, we birth the dreams, and the will of God in the world. So when we live prayerless lives, sadly, many of the dreams or goals God may have that He wants to birth in the earth are like stillborn children. They're never born. They never come into the world. How important it is, we understand, our prayer lives are very, very important. When we don't pray, also keep this in mind, when you don't pray, as you should, you and I can become spiritually dull, that it, that means, in other words, we're not sharp and able to hear and discern the hand of God and the work of God. You don't want to be spiritually dull. When the wise men came to Bethlehem, sadly, it looked, it seems like the people around them, the Jewish people around them, it appeared that many of them were spiritually dull. Remember, the Jews had been looking for the Messiah for for centuries, and all of a sudden, now here these people are coming to announce they've. Seen the star which is pointing to the Messiah. And sadly, the scripture does not indicate that a single person said, hey, we want to go with you to find the Messiah. Not a single person. Why would that be true? I think one of the issues was people were caught up in living lives and they were spiritually dull to the point where they weren't excited because, remember, the wise men were excited at the prospect of coming to find the Messiah and worship him. The Jewish people should have been excited about the same prospect. And again, what should have happened was huge numbers of people should have said, "Hey, we're going with you because we want to see the Messiah, find and see the Messiah too." But according to Scripture, it doesn't say a single person. Now, keep in mind, even the religious leaders—they knew the prophecy. They knew he would be born. He was supposed to be born in Bethlehem, Judea. They knew that. But it doesn't indicate that they decided, well, apparently that's where he's going to be born. So let's go follow them to the same place to find the Messiah. Father, thank you for us as your church. Father, anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace. Cause us to be spiritually sharp, spiritually to where we're hungry for the things of God, things of you. Where we're full of your spirit, full of your joy, full of your grace. Help us to be living in such a way that we're overflowing with your Holy Spirit overflowing as vessels full of your Spirit who are ready to share the gospel, ready to share your love, ready to share your grace, ready to share your truth with a world that desperately needs to hear it. Help us to live in such a way that every day we're vessels through which your Spirit can operate and accomplish your perfect will. And help us more and more to be believers who are on fire in such a way that everywhere we go, we set other fires of your Holy Spirit Everywhere we go as well, we thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. We'll be right back. true Mercy me with joy. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Uh, we've been looking at the passage of Scripture, the wonderful and blessed and grace-filled account of the wise men in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. And our topic for today is the tragedy of prayerlessness, prayer lessons from the wise men. Again, that topic, the tragedy of prayerlessness. Prayer lessons from the wise men. And again, keep in mind that one of the ways whereby we can really ascertain that they were great men of prayer was because, again, they were listening to God. They were spending time communing with God. And apparently they heard clearly so that they came and were very much in the will of God and were used mightily by God to point the whole world to the Messiah. Yet sadly we see Many people that they came to the Bethlehem, they, that they came to the Jerusalem community, and that they saw where it appears sti- spiritually dull, to where they were not listening and hearing from God, and their minds, their thoughts, their focus was on other issues, other concerns. Keep in mind, King Herod was a very wicked king who was very jealous of his power, so apparently he was very concerned about this because anything that in his mind, threatened his power as king was something his goal was clearly, he was going, his desire was to eliminate that person or those threats, whatever they might be. Sadly, he killed some of his own family members as a result of feeling or, or determining that they, he saw them as a threat in some form or another. So he was a very, very jealous king of his power. And, of course, Christ is the greatest king that ever walked the earth, so... King Herod was a tiny, uh, tiny king compared, obviously, to Christ. Yet, King Herod wanted to snuff the Christ out. And obviously, that wasn't going to happen. But he wanted to. He wanted to try. Why was Jerusalem troubled as King Herod was troubled at the news of the, the king that had been born? Well, probably Jerusalem was troubled because they realized King Herod was a jealous king. And that when he felt threatened... Troublesome things happened. In fact, people died and were killed. And sadly, he did end up having the many baby boys, two years old and younger, killed in an attempt to snuff out the life of the Messiah. And so they probably, many of Jerusalem residents, were concerned about trying to get the king to calm down and appease him so that he didn't kill some of them. And so their mind was on uh, it probably just on the wrong king. So concerned about the, the emotional or uh, instability of King Herod, they didn't realize the greatest king that ever came to the world. Their Messiah had come and their minds just weren't there. Again, when we're spiritually dull, we can be so caught up in the news in the world, we can miss what the true king of the universe is doing and saying and carrying out. You don't want to miss Jesus. Jesus. You don't want to miss God. So living a life filled with prayer helps you to not miss God, how important that is. Now note, too, a very powerful part of the passage is it, it points out more than once. Again, note that it says their goal is, remember, one of the, part of their message was, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. The wise men came a long way to worship A long, long way to worship. Now, of course, worship, praise, and thanksgiving are powerful aspects of prayer. And the fact is, worship is so much more important than many believers realize. Worshiping and praising God, making time to worship and praise God. They came again, probably their trip literally took them months. They spent their time, energy, and money to come a long way to find the King of the Jews and the King of the universe, and they came a long way to worship Him. Now, some looking on the outside looking in might think, why would you come such a long way to worship? Well, again, anyone that would ask that clearly does not understand how important worship and praise and thanksgiving and prayer is. They came a long way to be close to the King of the universe and worship Him. Remember, Jesus in his earthly form, was on only on the earth 33 years. But these wise men, by the grace of God, had the privilege, the honor, the blessing of finding him and coming to worship him while he was here in his earthly form during that time, soon after his birth. What wise men they really, really were. What outstandingly wise they were, because they realized worship is important. You and I need to spend a lot more time and energy worshiping and praising God. Worship is very important. Remember, worship can bless the heart of God, but remember, worship changes us. We become more and more like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we worship and praise Him. But also in the midst of worship, we're changed. We're drawn closer to God. We're empowered by the Spirit of God to be vessels that are burning brighter and brighter for the Lord Jesus Christ. The fire of the Holy Spirit burns bigger and bigger upon us when we make time to worship. Worship is very, very important. So the wise men were wise enough to come a long way to worship. And an important question to ask is, as a believer, as an individual believer listening, how important is worship to you? You and I should spend time worshiping God one-on-one at home and in other places as well, as well as we should attend worship service on uh, in, in church on Sunday mornings and in other opportunities. Sadly, though the wise men were wise enough to come a long way, um, taking probably journey, a journey that took months, some people don't want to drive down the street to go to church. What a tragedy. Because again, worshiping God, and of course you don't have to worship God in church per se, but the Bible does say, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. Yes, believers should go to church. Well, if you say, well, I, I worship, I attend worship service online. Well, that, that can be okay in its place. But God says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. So apparently, serving God online like that in essence it it doesn't it well it's it's important to come together it's important to come together apparently because god says so forsake not the assembling of yourselves together so coming together to worship is a wise thing to do the wise men worshiped god and uh, apparent amongst other things one of the things that happened in the midst of their worshiping christ was the holy spirit of god was burning brightly upon them and the the, the and remember one of the holy spirits titles or names is he's a, he's a fire. The Holy Spirit is a fire and he's burning in and upon the lives of a believer. But the more we seek God in prayer, the more we worship God and praise God, the bigger the fire of the Holy Spirit burns in and upon our lives. And the Holy Spirit burns so big and brightly on the lives of the wise men that even then, way back then, they were pointing world to the Messiah, and long after they've died and gone, their their lives are still pointing the world to the Messiah. Whether you read about them mainly during the Christmas season or any time of the year, when you read about the wise men in Matthew chapter 2, their lives are still pointing the world to Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for each and every one of us as believers. Anoint us all afresh. Set us afire afresh on fire of your Holy Spirit in such a way that more and more our lives are burning brightly by the power of the fire of the Holy Spirit in such a way that our lives are pointing the world to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to burn in such a way that the love of Jesus Christ shines brightly through us and upon us. The love of Christ shines through our words, our actions, our attitude, the things we say, the things we do. More and more help our lives to be Burning with your Holy Spirit in such a way that the fire of your Spirit is accomplishing your perfect will in us and through us as a lifestyle. Thank you for this opportunity. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, more and more. Empower us to be the praying church, the seeking church who, like the wise men, are living lifestyles of seeking you and a lifestyle whereby we're living so that your Spirit is just burnt, is a bonfire burning upon us and within us and through us and touching a world that desperately needs to be touched by the fire of your Holy Spirit, the fire of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Let me remind you once again, if you'd like to get a copy of the article that was shared earlier, Walking in the Wisdom of the Wise Man, simply email us, joseph at AFR.net. Again, that's Joseph at AFR.net. But again, as we conclude uh, the broadcast, I want you to keep in mind that the topic is one I want you to give time and thought to. Again, our topic for today has been the tragedy of prayerlessness, prayer lessons from the wise men. Again, the tragedy of prayerlessness, prayer lessons from the wise men. Again, the wise men apparently We're great, great men of prayer. May it be the goal of every believer listening, every man and woman, every boy and girl listening. May it be your goal to become a great man or woman or boy or girl of prayer because there's so much God can do in you and through you and will do in and through you as you live a life of walking in close fellowship with him in prayer. Thank you, Lord, again for each and every one of us. Anoint us all afresh today with the spirit of prayer in an even greater way. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to be saved. If you'd like to commit your heart and life to Jesus Christ, would you simply from your heart pray this prayer and commit your heart and your whole life to Him? Lord Jesus Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs. I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word, you told us whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me, fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you. We'd like to be in touch with you and like to share with you some literature and some resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. My email, once again, is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at AFR.net. We'll be glad to share with you and definitely want to share with you some literature and resources that will be spiritual growth tools to help you grow strong and deep roots in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Hope to hear from you again, joseph at AFR.net. For the article, again, the article entitled Walking in the Wisdom of the Wise Men, same email. Or the article, Kingdom Prayers." Same email, just let us know. We'll be glad to get those to you. Joseph at afr.net. Again, today we've been looking at the topic the tragedy of prayerlessness. Again, the tragedy of prayerlessness prayer lessons from the wise man. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the hour of intercession.